Hey guys, my name is Kyle and Sarah, and I'm what most people describe as a restaurant guy. I have one purpose in this podcast and on all my social media platforms, and that is to do my part by sharing my experience and what I've learned in helping to reduce the failure rate of restaurants in this country. Look, I didn't do everything perfect. I don't have all the answers, but what I can share with you is my experience, what I did right, what I did wrong, and what I would do exactly the same. I'm also going to have guests on who are going to tell their story and help share some of their insight so that you restaurant owners and operators can learn from other people in the country, realize that you're not alone. A lot of these issues we all have had, we've all experienced, and collectively we can do our part to help make sure that restaurants continue to thrive in our communities and continue to be sources of uh, employment, places of gathering, and whatever comes in the future, we're all going to do it together. So this is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. Thanks for listening. So Beth, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, and I didn't think it was going to be under this uh, these circumstances, but here we are. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Kyle. So uh, as we were just discussing, it seems a little odd to say, how are things going? Um, but how are things going? <laughs> well, let me just say, um, it's the silver linings, right? It's the little things. I got rent today. <laughs> from two tenants oh there you go yeah so i don't even know what the date is uh let's see what the date march 28th i got two rent checks so my bookkeeper emailed me so as i was on my fresh air walk i was like yeah so i'm focused on the on the good things but it's definitely kyle you know unprecedented i tell my boys i have a 19 and a 16 year old they are living through history yeah and that's I mean, just for people who don't know who you are, can you give a little bit of a background on why those two rent checks are so important right now? Absolutely. So I live in South Florida and I own six shopping centers, small deals. You know, um, I'm not any major big land land holder, but um, six shopping centers. One is the grocery anchored center. The rest are not. Um, I've been in the business since 1986. So I think I don't know what that is, 33, 35 years or something. Um, I 70 to 80% of my time is running my deals. So buying deals, underwriting deals, um, leasing, managing, collecting rent, uh, you know, making sure going to my properties yesterday and making sure like the landscaper showed up, things like that. I'm a, I'm a hands-on deck a property owner. I have a team of uh, four other people. I have a leasing agent, a property manager, a bookkeeper, and then my executive assistant who pretty much runs the show because she's been with me for <laughs> since 2004. And then the other 20% of my time, I am a teacher in the industry. So I have webinars. I travel the country teaching companies how to fill vacancies in their shopping centers, All pretty much all retail. So, you know, I had a webinar a couple of weeks ago about, you know, tenants asking for rent relief. I did a webinar yesterday about social media branding. So I think for sure, Kyle, I was a teacher in another life. You just said yeah. your parents are teachers or. Oh, yeah. So uh, I love to teach and I love to help. And now is the time that we all need to step up and help each other. That's, I mean, that's so true. And I, and I think that in this, in your instance, I mean, in being fair, there are, there's so much conversation about what the tenants are going to do. 
and it's going to be interesting to hear exactly how, I mean, you laid out some of it there, but what are landlords doing? Are you making any suggestions? Is that too difficult of a question? I, I, I know it's a lot of waiting for April 1st is this date. So what, what's the game plan, so to speak? So, um, you know, we've got two sets of tenants, right? We've got the national tenants and we have the mom and pop tenants. So I've been spending the last two weeks talking some of my mom and pop tenants off the ledge, mm. right? Um, yeah. uh, some have been very scary phone calls. Uh, some have been confident phone calls. But uh, luckily for me, I only have, I think, 68 tenants. So uh, I'm speaking to every one of them, um, some way more than others. Uh, my national tenants right now are just sending us, some are sending us nasty letters and some of, some of them are calling us and some of them are sending nice letters. Uh, so you have to, as a property owner, personally, I own these properties. I'm not a huge company like, you know, right. I don't own malls. Right. I have right. mortgages. So uh, if I don't get rents, I pay the mortgage out of my pocket. So, um, so it would be great for me to just snap my fingers and tell all my tenants, you know, no problem. You don't have to pay rent. Uh, but then I have to go into my savings, which is, you know, not, I don't have six months of mortgage payments. Right. right? I mean, uh, you know, my average mortgage payment for my deals is about fifty to eighty thousand dollars a month, times six. Yeah, that's real money. <laughs> that's 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 so that's kind of bringing it down to you know everyone says oh the big bad old landlord. Well, I'm the big bad old landlord, and yeah. I would love to just say no problem, you don't have to pay rent. But then if that happens, you know I can probably not get rent for a month pay all those mortgages out of my pocket and then the banks will have my properties next month. Yeah. So yeah. Those tenants will not be dealing with me as their landlord. So I'm trying to keep, you know, it's hard when the government shuts down your tenants because it's hard for them to, you know, you with your restaurant, you know, you're able to be creative and adapt. And I, mo all my restaurants are open. They're all mm -hmm. adapting, you know, awesome. Um, I have a jeweler that's open because three days ago in Florida, they said, well, pawn shops and jewelry is necessity retail. So he's open, which is awesome. So what I've been doing is um, I've been talking to all my, my mom and pop retailers. I'm not really having a lot of conversations with nationals. I'm using my relationships with the big boys and listening to what they're doing uh, to kind of guide, give me some guidance. So I'm really just focused right now on the mom and pops, which is the majority of my portfolio, making sure my relationships with them are solid. And I every day am, um, you know, searching high and low in the Wall Street Journal on Google to give my tenants ideas. So, um, I, you, I don't know if you heard, I've been talking about this restaurant I heard about in Atlanta where it was a fine dining restaurant. They turned it into meal prep and, and uh, pickup. So uh, they created like family meal boxes where you have steak, baked potato, asparagus, and cheesecake right. like for four for a hundred bucks. And when the people come and pick up that box, they give that diner, the pickup diner, a gift card for a hundred dollars. So basically, the, the, the customer is paying the 100 now where the restaurant needs it now. And then, you know, 80% of gift cards don't get redeemed. Not that the restaurant is saying don't redeem them, but the, right. the restaurant says, 
when we're open, come back into the restaurant and redeem the gift card. So I took that idea, I told all my restaurant tenants, but I also called some prospects, some tenants, some prospects I've been working with to try to lease in my shopping centers. Like I have a florist who's got three locations in South Florida, 6,000 square feet, would love to have him. I called him up and I said, hey, I just heard this story. I didn't call him up, I, t I emailed him. I said, what if you did um, order Easter flowers now for $75 and we'll give you $75 gift card for Mother's Day. He loved the idea, you know, and now yeah. he'll remember that I helped him with an idea. Absolutely. And I think that's what it's been. It's been a lot of uh, be, how nimble can you be in this situation? I know a lot of restaurants, Michelin star restaurants like in Brooklyn and in New York, they made a goal for it. They couldn't do it. But those ones that can adapt and, and have been able to modify their business. There was a guy here that asked me to sell his building. Can you sell my restaurant for about a year? We've been trying to kind of like pocket list it, letting people know it was available. He was busting his butt in there. He's like he's about 70 years old. He's really working hard and uh, he couldn't get it to work. He pivoted, started making meal kits. He went to gyms and said, all these people who are not going to be able to work out, they're also probably not going to be able to, they were already buying meal kits somewhere else. And I'll feed the trainers for free if you give me access to your email list so I can reach out to them for prepared meals. Yeah. See, those are the stories that have to be shared. Yeah. He's, 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 he's hiring. Right. Well, we, I showed space yesterday to a meal kit group. Oh, there you and go. I'm giving space for 90 days for free. They're like, why would you do that? I'm like, because I, I have no traffic here. You know, and I, I've got three restaurants that are open. You know, people can only eat ribs, Panera, and subs for so long. If you're prepared meal kits, come. And then in 90 days, maybe you stay or don't. But I'm happy for the traffic. Just give yeah, right. me insurance, pay the utility bills, and you know, don't ask me to fix your air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, and then this morning in the Wall Street Journal, there was a great article about a hair salon and how they're adapting. I literally um, cut and pasted and emailed that to my seven hair salons. Yeah. Now some are sitting at home with their head in the sand, and some are going. You know, one of them already wrote me back and said, "I'm doing that today." Yeah. There you go. And and I, you can't help everybody. And what was the hair salon doing? So they were doing um, webinars on how to, kid, how to cut kids' hair, mm -hmm. which that's on Facebook, like how do I cut kids' hair? So if you could Google and see that, or if you have your own hair salon lady doing, not yeah. a webinar, but like a, on, on live, you know, like a Zoom, how do you cut your kid, kids' hair? And she also was creating color formulas saying, don't go to Walgreens and get a box of color, like, you know. Yeah here I have your formula I'll mix it up and you draw I'll meet you at the salon and I'll hand it through your car window there you go and, and, and sell that and obviously if my I don't know how to do highlights but if if I if I just colored my hair I would do that I'd rather give her the money than Walgreens yeah right I know and it's interesting there's the woman who across the street from us where the restaurant is said the exact opposite she was afraid and it was, and she's a young girl so I was like shocked that she wasn't thinking a little bit more outside the box. She was like, well, I'm not going to do anything like that because then they're not going to come back. I'm like, Gina, they, they are going to come back because they're not going to, the things they don't want to do it. They're not coming to you for the product. They're coming well, to the service. You yeah. know what I, I also did? On, I don't, we need to be Facebook friends because I don't think we are, but I posted yesterday on Facebook. I said, name the top three retailers you're going to run to when this is all over. Yeah. And by far, by far, it was nails, 
hair, gyms, and restaurants. Yeah. By far. Every one of them said nails, hair, gyms, and restaurants. And so I started cutting and pasting that and sending it to my nails, my hair, my gym, and my restaurants because I yeah. want them to see because these mom and pops, I'm, they're, they're, they're on, in their beds with their covers over their heads. They're freaking the heck out. Yeah. You know, I, uh, so the landlord that I deal with for the restaurant, um, I sent him a version of the letter that we're sending our clients that was basically like, hey, you know the deal, the coronavirus epidemic, we've had to alter our business, and we've been fortunate enough to be busy, somewhat busy, but who knows how long that's going to last. And his response was basically, um, pay something. And, you know, are you aware of the, 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 seven, uh, the SBA uh, relief loan that's coming out? So I have another podcast, oddly enough, with this guy named uh, Mike Napick. He was the franchisee of the year for um, Jimmy John's in Indiana and for Bar Louie and Dunkin' Donuts. So he laid out exactly how to approach this 7A relief loan. And basically, I don't know if you know how much you know about it, but these tenants can apply for it. Very loose terms. Give us your tax returns, your 941s. Your, um, your sales for the last year or, or six months, whatever they request, and a personal financial statement. And in five to seven days, they're going to give you a check for three months worth of, of um, your rent, your utilities, and your cost of goods. Now, there's going to be a multiplier by that. They're going to multiply it by like two or two and a half. I think that's what they're still debating. Um, but if you're still open at the end of a year, they're going to forgive the labor portion of that debt and the rest will be converted into a 30 year term, a 30 year note. So that's almost like free money. So the landlord gets paid and, and, and the tenant stays in business. Well, so, so I filled one out. I don't know which one you're talking about. You know, I think there's a, I don't know if they're all the same or they're all different, but I filled one out because I have five employees. My uh, overhead monthly is $18,000. Mm-hmm for my people, I don't want to lay anyone off. My property managers, he doesn't have much to do right now. Yeah, right. You know, my bookkeeper, you know, she got two rent checks today. You know, so, um, but, so I filled it out. Um, I'm just waiting, we're all waiting to see A, if we get approved, and then B, how do we get the money? There's some, there was rumors that we're gonna be able to go to our local bank. I called my local bank and they said, we haven't heard anything yeah that's what i'm hearing i'm hearing that it's not i'm anxious to hear about that but this morning on linkedin to open it up and fill it out so it's losing you a little bit under it's on linkedin and it's and it is how to fill out the sba loan awesome that is awesome. That is awesome. So, I mean, look, I, I think that for, I've been telling like people and reaching out to me saying, what should I do? What should I do? I'm like, I don't, you know, hopefully you have a good relationship. You have to communicate the idea of, you know, I'm just going to close up, you know, these restaurants who were like kind of on edge already, who weren't doing pickup delivery. They weren't, they weren't, they were more, you know, sit down appetizer, you know, table service kind of stuff. Right. They're in trouble and they need to have a conversation. And, and like you said, they have to pivot. 
It's, uh, you it's, know, we, we had Cisco, you know, Cisco, right? Yeah. So Cisco moved into one of those fine dining restaurants in Miami. Oh, wow. Started selling their goods off their trucks in the fine dining restaurant. Wow. Oh, we, man. we have farmers markets who the parks are closed and I'm offering shopping center parking lot space to the farmers markets. There you go. Now that I said you need a permit, you need insurance, you can't poke holes in my parking lots. Yeah, no. Um, and and you got to and you've got to follow that I don't have tree stores that they can come and do you know seven to eleven Saturday and Sunday mornings and help distribute food. The farmers they have the food and all the parks are closed. Yeah. You know we're trying to get food trucks to come on Friday night. You know, yep. again, to the centers that I don't already have restaurants, I'm not going to bring food trucks to centers that I have restaurants. I right. want the restaurants to get the business. Yeah, I guess food trucks are, in, are the ultimate pivot move here. Um, as long as they're safe, as long as they're safe, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think that what people aren't thinking of on the restaurant side is how far this goes up the chain. You know, like you said to the farmers who now distributors aren't selling as much and it's, it's, I mean, the economic impact of this is, I mean, I know we don't know where it's headed, but do you see this bailout being, I mean, the SBA loan being the ultimate fix or, or Band-Aid or how do I you think, I think out? there's going to be three more. Yeah. There's three, three more. I think there's going to be three more uh, amendments to this where there's wow. more aid given. Wow. You did a sign for me yet or no? Yes, I did. Okay. So uh, we want, we're trying to get it to a million Congress help small business signs out there. We need one celebrity. If we could get one celebrity, we're at 592 signs, which okay. is pretty good in a week. Yeah. Right? Um, but we will, I don't, you know, look, if he, if Trump's right and we're all back in church on April 11th, that's one thing. No one I've been speaking to that I feel are smart people that are, have wisdom. Most people think that this is going to go till May or June. Yeah. Um, if it goes till May or June, we're in a whole hurt of pr trouble, a lot of problems because people like me aren't going to be able to pay their mortgages. Businesses are going to close. There's only so much adapting people can do. Yep. Um, you know, people, I mean, Walmart. So yesterday, Walmart, sent home every employee over the age of 65 and started blanketing social media that they need people. I sent my two teenagers out. I mean, to, to the, to the website to apply my older one, my 19 year old has an interview today. He's going to wow. go to Walmart. You know, I don't need them sleeping all day, right? No. They're, they're able body, healthy young men. They can go get jobs because, um, they, you know, my, my older one worked at Lego and the mall is closed. So he, you know, he, he's getting paid for a month and then nothing. So they, wow. need, they need to be productive people in society. So if they can go work at Walmart and help out, go for it. Yeah, I just ran into a guy. We ran to the grocery store and a guy who used to own a gym, uh, or was like a partner in a gym, was a trainer, was there as a Pepsi delivery guy. And he's like, I need to make money. I need to, I need to work. You know, people can't go to my gym. I can't do anything. And he's like, and, I, and I've been busy. And that's all. I, I don't think about this stuff. I just go out and work. I try to be safe. And that's it. It's that, it's that mindset of, like you said, yeah, get out there and work and do it. Obviously, be safe. But you got to stay in, in, a, in a keeping it moving, 
mindset. I think I always say keep moving. Staying still is not always is not a great answer, particularly now. Like, even though they want us to stay still, be somewhat moving with social, with your if it, with your any other kind of business, restaurant, retail, or whatever. Um, I think it, that's a major key here. And, and you know, going out and walking every day and just getting some fresh air. Like I've been doing Instagram lives, fresh air with yeah. fresh ideas. You know, just to. That. You know, vitamin D is, and just getting outside. I mean, we're all kind of cooped up. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is here in New York, I mean, we're in the epicenter here and it's been like this for a little while, but I've never seen more people out. I've never seen more people out. I mean, there's that whole argument now they're going to shut Central Park because people are out too much. But um, yeah, I mean, look, there's got to be, you got to have some takeaway here. And I agree with the daily, the daily walks are a fantastic idea. Um, Talking about social for a second though. It's interesting to me, all the restaurants, I don't know, I'm sure you've been, if you've been on your feet as much as I've been, that have never, I've never seen on social, that are now putting out content, is now it's important. So how are you using, I know I've been seeing a lot more of your content out there in terms of advice and advisory services and, and the webinars you're having. Are you really doubling down on your social stuff now? Do you see it as being even more important if that's even possible? So I, I think I'm doing the same amount of content that I was doing. It's different content. Um, certainly, I've stepped up the webinars. Yeah. What's happening, what, what started happening about 12 days ago was I was getting in, inundated with calls and requests for help. Mm. And I couldn't keep up. So I said to Josie, let's do some webinars. So certainly the rent relief webinar was the first one I did. Yeah. We had 640 people registered. Uh, we didn't understand Zoom. Zoom capped us at 200. Oh, yeah. So I had literally 400 people texting us while I'm trying to lead the webinar that they couldn't get in. It was a nightmare. But um, we learned our, we've learned lessons. Uh, but, but what I'm having now is, is for now for, for our business, our commercial real estate businesses, um, yesterday I did the webinar social media, uh, personal branding on social media, which is why you got hit because I, I, I was just going to say, I was just going to thank you for that because I was uh, texting with Eddie and he was just like, are you listening? And I was at the restaurant, so I couldn't listen, but I was like listening to what? He's like, Beth just mentioned your name. And I opened up my Instagram and I had 12 new followers and like three new comments on LinkedIn. So thank you for that. Well, no, but I mean, but what's, so what, you know, you, you and I are part of this digital army, right? Jason Ciano calls us the digital army because there's like less than 15 of us in the commercial (laughs) real estate industry that have been doing this consistently for a long time. Um, And so, but, but because now either they have time or they're home alone and they feel like they need to do something social uh, people are want, are now thirsting for education on how to do it. And again, I, I can't, after, once I get like five or six questions about the same thing, I'm like, I just need, I just need to do a, a Facebook live or an Instagram live or a webinar. And I, I'm trying, I'm doing webinars because then I kept like, listen, I'm capturing emails yeah, for, absolutely. for my future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do it all for free now, but let me tell you, you know, you're all going to get dinged on my online class in about six months, right? But that's I mean, exactly how it works. And that's what people don't get. Like, I've had this comment from people, several people that we've spoke about. Like, what is your, you know, the classic question. What is your, you're spending two hours a day on this. What, 
you know, what kind of, what kind of ROI are you getting? And, you know, I'm giving information. I'm getting information. I mean, how do you quantify a half hour phone call, a 45 minute? I mean, what's the difference? I think that the difference is you get to actually put yourself out there as an expert. You reach people who, well, let's face it, a lot of people who are in our industry, I think, consume more than they put out. So you don't know how many people are looking at it. And you get random, and I'm sure you get much more than I do, but you get people saying, hey, I've been consuming your stuff. I got a call with a guy later today. You know, every day is the same now, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Wants right. to talk about the rent really, what he's seeing from Rent Relief Restaurant. Said he's been consuming my content for a year. Never heard of him, never met him, hasn't liked one picture. So right. the lurkers, I call them the lurkers. Yeah. They get, and they're they there. They see me at ICSEs and they go, I love your content. And I'm looking at them going, I don't know your name. I've never seen your name. Like you've never liked anything. Like, you yeah. know. They don't know what to do. And now's the time. So I, I'm feeling fortunate for what we've done previously. I mean, you have a catalog of stuff that like I've told you before. I, I have seeing your content was one of the things that made me realize that, hey, I'm in this business and there are people doing it. Let's do it. Let's keep it going. So um, I'm happy to keep that conversation going for sure. So one more question, or, or another question. With the restaurants that you have in place now, how many of them do you think are planning to stay for their lease? Are they anticipating? I mean, what kind of conversations are they having? Are they preparing? Because you're in South Florida. It hasn't really hit like it has here yet. Is What's the conversation down there? Are they thinking they're about not, non-essential? They're, they're not talking to me. They're too busy. And that's a bad move. That's a, right? No, no, oh. no, no. I mean, I've, I've talked to them. Right. So I have Vicky Bakery with uh, 11 locations, La Spada Subs, eight locations, Mission Barbecue, Panera. Panera sent me a letter that they're not paying rent. <laughs> yeah. right. I, the, I have uh, Starbucks in two locations, Blaze Pizza, um, Wingstop. Um, who else do I have? I think, you know, so all of those people are open. I've visited all of them. I've patronized all of them uh, twice a week. Well, I've only been, I've been, I was in Idaho for two weeks. I just got back a week ago Saturday, but um, twice during this week, I've driven by, taken pictures. Oh, Fresh Kitchen was the other one. Taken pictures and promoted them on those mom pages, Facebook. And so I'm yeah. doing what I can to help get the word out that my tenants are open. I have ordered, I've ordered two signs that say our restaurants are open, um, curbside and takeout. I'm put, they're huge, like 30 feet banners that I'm putting out in front of my shopping centers because when I went yesterday, I noticed that they all have those little lawn signs yeah. that are littering the front of my property. So I'm letting them keep those. Normally I'm pretty harsh with that, but I'm, obviously this is a special time. But I mean, Outback, which is located right next, right in between two of my shopping centers, I'd kill them. On their pylon sign, there's like a black box, which is the electrical, you know, box yeah. uh -huh. their sign. They took a can of spray paint and wrote open in red. I would have killed them. Oh my killed God. Them. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty <laughs> aggressive. Terrible. So, um, they just said my battery is low. I better walk and find it. So I'm going to walk as I'm talking. Yeah, walk of course. And walk and talk. There's a rap song. Walking and I'm talking and I'm walking and I'm talking. You so know a, lot of, a lot of landlords should, should, I mean, hopefully they're listening, but I mean, 
you gotta you gotta step up and be supportive. I know that everyone's a lot of the guys are waiting in the wings for this April first to see what happens, but so much better to be proactive and reach out. And obviously, you're going above and beyond here, which is great. But well, I'm just trying. You know, look, they're my only tenants. Mario, can you turn that down for me? They're my only tenants that are open. And I presume the only ones that are going to be paying me any rent. Yeah. So absolutely, I can't find my battery. Absolutely, I need to do everything I can to drive consumer traffic to them. Yeah. Right? Smart, obviously. So uh, I don't, I can't find my <laughs> we're on battery. A so we're going to, it may drop me in a, in a flat second. So okay. we should start, a, start to wrap up. All right, let's wrap up. Beth, thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing for restaurants down there. It's absolutely a, a playbook what, what landlords should be doing. Um, I appreciate what you've given me here by the podcast and then the conversations we've had. So, um, you know, we're all in this together. I'm sure we'll have more conversations to come. All right. Thanks so much, Kyle. Keep it going and keep up the faith. And I wish I was up there. I'd, I'd buy your tacos for sure. <laughs> I may be shipping them to Florida soon, so I'll keep you posted. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Beth. Appreciate it. See ya. Bye-bye. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. I want to take a second here and just remind you that, like I said earlier, my goal is to help reduce the failure rate of restaurants in this country. So what I did is I went on my Instagram and I created a link to my calendar. And if you head there and you click the link in my bio and you scroll down, you'll see that there's a drop down menu there and it says 15 minute phone consultation. So if you're a restaurant owner operator and you just have a quick question, you don't know where to turn, whether it's about operations, whether it's about a startup, how to find money, or what to do with this particular server, whatever the case may be, I am there for you. It's a free 15-minute phone consultation, and I'm here to help. So if you need it, you know how to find me and continue to listen and support the podcast. I would love if you would uh, share, comment, review, whatever, all that fun stuff. Uh, and I just appreciate the love and support I've been getting for this. So we're going to keep cranking them out. And if you're interested in being on the show, please hit me up. Best way to get a hold of me is on Instagram, or you can always text me at 631-965-1300. Thanks so much again, guys.